If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. I am the best of all time. I am the greatest of all time. I am the Alpha, Chris Jericho. And you never know what to expect from Chris Jericho. You never know what I'm going to wear. You never know what I'm going to do. And you never know what title is I'm going to win. And tonight, I am the WGP Intercontinental Champion. And I take that very seriously. I know Naito didn't want the Intercontinental Championship. He didn't wear it. He didn't bring it to the ring. This stays with me from now until the moment I lose it. I'm going to eat with this title. I'm going to sleep with this title. I'm going to shit with this title. I'm going to go buy a first-class ticket on the flight to Tampa tomorrow so this title can sit next to me on the plane because it's that important to me. After 20 six years of coming to Japan and almost 60 tours, I am finally an IWGP champion. And that means everything to me. So I take great pity for anybody that wants to take this from me. And I take great pity anybody that wants to face Chris Jericho here in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because you never know what I'm gonna do. And none of you believed that I was gonna become the champion tonight, not one of you, except for me. So drink it in, man. It's the new Intercontinental Champion. And you can choke on it. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después. Worldwide Latino pride. The ambassadors of violence. LAX, k Dog, the notorious 187 homicide. Bang, 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 bang. Don't say nothing. Bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. I'm from Miami, not Compton Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211 I come through stomping Rolling in my low-top chucks Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Shackled up like a nut going 5150 g up in the feet up Creased up in some dicky Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan 
millions and millions of downloads later and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later, we remain the flagship show on the Jericho Network on Westwood One. I'm your MC for this week, William Momoya. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NewBreedWill because I'm more entertaining than J. George and hey, <laughs> I never even post. This week on the show, from 83 weeks, former WCW President Eric Bischoff is here. The Hurricane, Shane Helms talks UFC 225. Disco Inferno addresses the recent controversy over his match with Bret Hart in WCW. All this, plus listener emails, the Master Public Minute, the world-famous Disco List, and more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the Master of the Verbal Gem, it's Conan. All right. Yo, we're back with episode 102 of Keeping It 100 with Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I., and Jojo, the clearly twink boy. Yo, what it do? Boom. What's going on? What's up? Yo, let's start the show off as we always do with the shout outs from all over the place. We've got a, a few this week. We got, um, uh, let me see, from uh, Char- Charles Jose Perez, a.k.a. Juan Jeremy from Brownsville section of Brooklyn, New York. We got Joseph Bangs from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, DTR from Cork, Ireland. Uh, OG, also known as OFEC Panda Club from Israel. Wow. Anthony G. from El Paso, Texas, Chuco Town. Eric Burns from Buda, Texas. So I wanted to send those shout-outs. I want to thank everybody that's been, um, that's been uh, joining our Patreon site. We have our biggest numbers yet. Uh, that's when we, we make some real paper, uh, uh, no ads, and uh, we always try to be anti-formulaic. Um, uh, check out the show. We put on stuff from behind the scenes from Impact, from Merrill Lucha, from AAA, from Sapphire's Gentleman's Club. Um, sometimes uh, Disco put up some training videos when he's over there in uh, FSW in Vegas. Um, also, there was check- uh, there was two hour-long bonus shows put on last week. So if you like the content, there is two more bonus shows on there. They're both an hour apiece so at uh, Conan.me. Right. Right, so the show that you hear now, uh, we have extra content, and then we throw that all on the Patreon site. You know our stilo. We like to bring entertaining, informative, and thought-provoking content, and ball-busting is a must. And you can check that out at Conan.me. Um, uh, real, also, real if you quick. got any questions, send them to K100Questions at Gmail. Uh, keep the letter short so we can read a grip of them. And JoJo's man in uh, those wheels of steels over there on Facebook.com slash K100Conan. Uh, uh, Jojo's on their chopping, chopping game with everybody over there. And yo, Jojo, you got a, we got a special thing coming up here this week, right? Yeah, we're gonna have a uh, post pay per view uh, bonus show uh, for oh. Patreon Mon- Monkey on a Cupcake members. Uh, of course, those members will be selected uh, this week. I'll get in touch with them. But if you want to be, you know, a member of the show, we usually have three or four uh, listeners with us. Uh, join the Patreon site, or you know, become a Monkey on a Cupcake member. Throw a tip in there, and we'll maybe up your chances a little bit. And uh, that'll be something. No, not night. maybe it will. Tippers go to the front of the line. Right Don't to be the f- politically correct. Boom. Just, just like Disney's Fast Pass, and uh, right. that'll be right after the show on. Uh, 
Sunday night. So about midnight Eastern Sunday night, that would start. All right. Um, so what do you want to start off with the letters? I guess we got some interesting letters this week. The first letter is very interesting. Right. Okay? This first letter is from Antonio De Rosa. Huh. The subject is Don Callis married to Milena Morgan? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Hi, guys. Long time listener to the show from Hong Kong here. Since Lance abandoned the Killing the Town show, I doubt anybody is reading listener questions. Okay, wait one second. Is he no longer on that show? No. Wow. Okay. Interesting. It's Don and oh. um and um. Right. Uh, yeah, Lazenby. Yeah, Lazenby. Sorry. Yeah. So I thought I would ask the experts on keep who keep it one hundred every so week. So how did Don abandon if he's still on the show? No, Lance. Oh, Lance, Lance left the show. Oh, oh, Lance abandoned him. Okay, my bad. Is Don Callis seriously married to former softball corn star, the insanely gorgeous Melina Morgan? I'm attaching a picture of Don Callis next to Melina Morgan just to illustrate why I find the IMDb info on this a little hard to believe. If it's true, would the mighty Disco Inferno puts this over as the greatest Don Callis has ever done? Uh, his IMDb page says married to Melina Morgan. <laughs> Shows October of 2015. <laughs> and spouses, it says too, Melina Morgan um, from... October 2015 to present, and Chandra West from March 2000, February 2002. Um, why does the name Chandra West sound familiar? Who is that? Because she's got like a talisized here. Is she a porno star too? She's, it, says she's, it says she's a Canadian actress on Wikipedia. Interesting. Let's see, Interesting. Uh, Puppet okay. Master, Puppet Master for the Perfect Son, White Noise, like horror movies. I now pronounce you Chuck right. and Larry. She was in also. Okay, best. Okay, um, oh, my two compliment protocol. Number one, best podcast ever. Conan still rules, and I'm dying to see how the LEX versus OG's angle will play out. Number two, Disco is the only wrestler for the Money Night Warriors who still has all his hair. He basically the same as he did 20 years ago. JoJo, best wishes to you and your family, man. Thank you. Antonio, aka Law GT, on Facebook from Hong Kong. Mm. Uh, Yo, man, shouts so, out to Antonio in Hong Kong. I love to hear our international listeners. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Okay, so what's the answer to that? Bro, uh, so this girl, I'd never heard of her in my life. I'm sure you have, Joe, right? Uh, no, I, have, I haven't, but uh, it's a very the nice picture. The king of Chatterbait has not heard of her. Well, she looks like she's 15 to start with. Plus, she's in softcore, so who's got time for that? Well, definitely not you. <laughs> um, I will say this. You can, um, and I'm not accusing uh, uh, Cyrus of anything, of course, but you can edit your own IMDb page. So perhaps there's a little chicanery going on where he... <laughs> I mean, maybe, well, it's, I, maybe I, it's like an inside joke. Trolls tried to do a number on my Wikipedia page, and he was trying to uh, implore them to. I um, like how so all next, porn stars are porn stars, even though a lot of times you've never even heard of them. They should just be like porn star and like, I don't know, bro. They should have a, like a name if you're not really a star. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. The next one is from uh, Michael Rodriguez. The subject is Seth Rollins, the man to beat Brock. Do you think he's a man to be Brock? I enjoyed the Cena Lesnar Rollins match that was done, and I really think Rollins could be the guy if he really tried hard to sell properly between spots. He'll play the HBK of this era and pull off the win that he deserves. Thoughts from Michael Rodriguez? What are your thoughts? Um, uh, I would pick, me personally, I would pick Braun first. Roman as a heel, and maybe even Danielson before him. I, I do like I do like him as a champion, but I'd pick those three before him. How about you? I'd pick Braun and uh, Braun, Roman, and Cena. 
for the three guys that compete. How about you, Joe? Uh, Braun, uh, I'd like to see Ambrose do something when he comes back. Maybe as a heel, you haven't, we haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, I think of the right story. I think I think Kurt Angle could beat him too. If he could, I mean, how often could he could he go though? Oh, he goes off with Brock. Well, that's I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's that's definitely which true. is not much, right? Um, not much, right? Um, plus, that's a, that's a shoot. You know, they've they've got a lot of history where they actually everybody knows they actually shot with each other one day mm-hmm. in the ring. And they're probably the two biggest badasses in the ring. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would pick um, Ambrose and who else? Strowman. Strowman and who and who'd be your third uh, guy? Mm. Yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with seeing Cena go back there. I mean, he's still. I don't. I don't Rollins doesn't really do much for me, to be honest. He. I, I used to like him, and I, I guess maybe it's the whole. Maybe it's him as a baby face that isn't working for me, but hasn't hasn't done much for me lately. All right. <clears throat> next letter. The next one is from um, Roadrunner. Subject is burying the hurricane. Hmm. Wow. Conan, and JoJo. First off, thanks, and Conan for years of entertainment. Friends and I always pop for the K-Dog lines like, peel my potatoes and toss my salad. The confused look on teachers' faces when this was said in class by the marks in our high school classes was tremendous. D.I., I hated you as a wrestler not realizing you were doing your job as a heel. Now you're on one of my favorite podcasters and the only reason I listen to the Russo show. Jojo, at least you aren't KG. Boy, that's <laughs> That's tremendous. That's yeah. true. That's a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. <laughs> right. At least you aren't KG. That's about the next progression up from about as low as you could get, right? Right. Uh, I love the way you guys are always busting balls. The inserting Jojo over KG and Anthony Hoovey his Twitter pops me every week. That's awesome. Oh, um, in the spirit of busting balls, I live in the same town as Shane Helms. The gym I go to is body. Uh, uh, should I read this? Um, the Where gym I go to. I won't read the name. It's so all the fan people go to the bottom. The gym I go to used to have an autograph eight by ten of him on their wall. Well, it's no longer there. Huh. I've seen him around. He's always super cool, but don't let that get in the way of a good burial, Jason. So they took the picture down. <laughs> Maybe we we'll have to ask Shane about that at some point. Yeah, I wonder if it's in a fit of rage, he just <laughs> tore it down. Yeah, I'll, we'll bring. We're going to bring this email up uh, uh, on the Shame. show at some future. Yeah, and ask Shane again. Okay. <clears throat> All right. The next one is from Sinister Arts. Subject is podcasting advice. Oh, great! More advice. Hey guys, day one listener, recent Patreon member. Congrats on 100 episodes. Speaking of which, my question is. What advice could you give to any listeners that are aspiring podcasters? Thanks, guys. The other Sinister Minister, Reverend Phil. P.S. Hey, JoJo, I have about 10 Twitter followers. Can I get a show on the Creative Control Network? Let's ask it. <laughs> That's that tremendous. One. Let's answer that one first. The answer is yes. Good? Absolutely. It's an open-door policy. More tremendous. This, this question, because this guy's just a random guy, doesn't have any experience in the business or anything. Um. You're asking the you're asking me the wrong guy for any advice because if you want to be a podcaster, I would suggest you have an experience in something, like in the entertainment industry before you decide to enter the entertainment industry of podcasting. But since Joe likes to give any random person a podcast on his network, he could probably answer this better. What, what, what <laughs> not only you? that, wait a minute, you forgot the most important part about Joe. He has ten shows and like fourteen T-shirts, so I want to yeah. hear this. Yeah. Uh, advice for podcasters. I mean, obviously, uh, make sure you have good equipment so everything sounds good. Uh, 
have an interesting perspective on a subject that people care about. Try to get good guests and, and make sure that you do it on a schedule. If you say your show is going to be out on Tuesday, make sure it's out on Tuesday and make sure that you're not. And I'm not talking shit on myself now because I don't do that, but that's what you should do. And, uh, you know, just keep at it if you want and don't expect don't expect much for a while. I mean, I didn't really get any anything from uh, Creative Control for about a year, but then I wound up working with these guys. I wound up working with 83 Weeks and something to wrestle with and started putting out other shows. So, I mean, if you keep at it, you know, it, it could work out. Yeah, Wait especially the part about the good guests like Sean. What's that guy? <laughs> I got a question here. You what, what do you do? You work with something to wrestle with too? Yeah, I do the same thing over there. I do with uh, 83 Weeks where I insert the music and, and the ads and, uh, you know, cut dead air, stuff like that. Do they play music on their show too, like we do? No, it's like uh, like the bed under like an ad, you know, where at the beginning of the show when they're doing the plugs, they want music under there and on the way out, just, you know, stuff like that. I would think right. that um, the the I just want to say this real quick on the advice part. I just would say real quick, be original and be interesting. And uh, and I think if you aren't a wrestler and you're on a wrestling podcast, I think it's a lot harder to, to get people to listen to you. Um, that's pr probably you try to be original because I know like our show, that don't sound like anybody. Our show, no one sounds like our show and has our pace. So that right there is, you know, just try to be original. I think Go there's ahead. some luck involved, too, because when I started, you know, nobody you know, knew who I was. No one knows who I am now. But, I mean, even then, you know, and I just got lucky. I, I went up having J.J. Dillon on early, Bruce Pritchard, Vince Russo. D.I. did an early show even, you know. Like, uh, I think it was just, you know, luck. I would I like to guess. say JoJo bothered me for a whole year <laughs> trying to get on that show, and I would not go on there. That's true. <laughs> I think Vince uh, Russo told me to do this podcast. Huh. I think he put you over and said well, I should do it, so. Interesting. Good old Vince. Vince uh, is always helping. The next question, the next mailbag is from Nick Amato, and the subject is new wrestling promotion. Greetings, my dog Disco and Twink. Many say congratulations uh, on 100 episodes. Well, they should be saying thank you for the 250 plus hours of entertainment. By far the best podcast going today. Two questions. Every year, one thing is always predictable: postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Have you considered putting an autographed t-shirt memorabilia store on Patreon? It, you could make a lot of money. Number two, have you ever considered pooling your money together to start a new wrestling promotion? One where you have complete control and work with people you like and respect. With all your experience, knowledge, creativity, connections, I think you guys could easily get on TV and make wrestling good again. Looking forward to another 100 episodes. Sincerely, Guy Nicology, the evil pussy doctor. By the way, we should mention that <laughs> Nick Amato was also the top tipper in Patreon history, too. So thank you, Nick. Congratulations. Uh, very good. Uh, I have no, I have no um, at this point in my career, any inclination to start a, uh, a, a new promotion. Okay, uh, the the time and effort required for that is is considerable, and I have a job. Uh, 
Number two, the question, consider put up an autographed T-shirt store memorabilia. Well, if we did and Joe had 15 T-shirts, I had four and Coney had three, I think it would lose the um, uh, what was it, the, the, the spirit of the intention of a, of a memorabilia store. What, what would you think? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think um, as far as uh, the wrestling promotion thing, I think, bro, I would never invest my money in a wrestling promotion. I'd use somebody else's money, and I'm already working in, in other wrestling promotions. Um, and a uh, memorabilia store, I don't even think we have one, right? Uh, a Patreon. We don't sell anything on Patreon, do we? No, just the audio and, and video stuff. You know, maybe we should we should put out a shirt. Let me think of something. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. Kevin had some ideas on that. Huh? Kevin had some ideas on that. I think he was putting something together, but I hadn't talked to him in a while about it, so I don't know what. What happened with it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I think we, if Kevin, you put Kevin in charge, what he'll do is, is he'll have uh, a bunch of a bunch of merchandise for Shane, Hoovy, Conan. Everybody and, like, but you. The yeah. Burning Man it, Man, Jericho. Yeah. David Weiss. Marcus Everett. Marcus Everett shirt. You know, right. I mean, <laughs> right. Triple A shirts. You know. Right. Seems, yeah, Triple A. Adrian Thomas. Um, yeah. All right. Here's the next next uh, mailbag. It's from Lyndon W. Subject is Vancouver Island greatness. Hey, Conan, Jojo, and I guess Disco. Lyndon Wood from the hood here. My question is for Conan. Since you are top talent and love to be in Iran, have you ever tried BC Bud, aka the Holy Herb, the Holy Herb before? If not, you're missing out, my brother. Have a good day, everyone. And P.S. Caps are taking the cup, Disco. Woo! Night suck. All right. Okay. Well, this guy, um, I want to say this guy. This question isn't for me, but this guy's a dick. Okay. <laughs> That's tremendous. Uh, I have tried. Had, I, yes, I have, and it's, yes, it's awesome. Mm. Um, uh, and I will be partaking of some of that in July because Toronto. We will be in uh, Toronto, so um, uh, Impact well, sometime in July. Not, yeah, but that's not British Columbia. Yeah, but I have tried British Columbia Bud, and it's great. Okay, well, he's specifically speaking about British Columbia Bud. Well, they're like, not, they can't not, smoke it in Toronto. You got to be in British Columbia to smoke it. Um, I don't know. You tell me, you know. Well, you do know because you've smoked before, so yes, no. I have no idea. <laughs> That's <laughs> tremendous. Those, those are the mailbag questions. We can, they kept them short and sweet this week, too. If you notice, yeah, they get they, it shorter. Yes, yes. Very good job. All right, man. I want to thank everybody for checking out the intro. Enjoy the rest of the show. Boom. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, the coach from WWE Monday Night Raw and everything else, everywhere else. You're listening to Keep It a 100. My boy, K-Dog, the Hurricane, and Dis... What, what is... What is... Disco Inferno? I didn't know... I didn't know Disco Inferno was on this show. Oh, damn! Snap! I wonder where he had been. I'm out. Hey, this is David Weiss from the Flat Earth Podcast. There are two types of people in the world. People that think they live on a spinning globe and people that know that that's pure crap and the Earth is a flat, stationary plane. You're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan and Disco Inferno. Hey, you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan, the legend. This is Tom T.R. Shock Robinson. Conan could do a one-man show, but he's alongside JoJo the Twink Boy, but that's one of the great mysteries of the business. And then I was recently in Las Vegas 
and I went to Sapphire looking for the Disco Inferno. Nobody seemed to know the name Disco or Glenn, so I, I walked around to the peep show area, and I did see Disco mopping the spooge off the floor around the peep shows. But I just want to stress, keep listening, to keep it 100. Oh, there's one more thing. Quote the Raven nevermore. Uh, don't quote his stage act. I uh, promoted and booked and actually performed on the show that he made his debut. And let's just say to comedy, Scott Levy is what Harvey Weinstein is to chivalry. Raven is to comedy what J.R. Smith is to scorekeeping. So as the great Conan would say in one of his catchphrases, boom, Raven is not boom, Raven is bomb.
Yo, we're back with Eric Bischoff to chop up some game, our former boss at WCW. What's up, Eric? How are you, Conan? Good to talk to you again. It's been a long time. It has been. That was a very good conversation that I don't understand why we didn't bring you on before, but uh, you're on here now. And uh, it's great that we meet in this type of platform because obviously we met 25 years ago under different circumstances. Now, now we're both in the podcasting game and all its ancillary channels where, you know, be it Twitch or the thing they're going to do at All In and, you know, other platforms that are out there for us. It's a cool time. You know, it's, uh, you know, five, ten years ago, well, five years ago even, the only way you could really reach out and, and have an audience uh, is if you had a show on the air, traditional television, uh, on cable or network, um, or if you, you know, produced a, 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 a news site, if you will. I don't call them dirt sheets anymore. I'm trying to evolve with the time and become more relevant. So I try not to call them dirt sheets. Are you are, are you being politically correct on this podcast, Eric? Fuck no. I'm just okay. trying to grow. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, just, I'm trying to grow as a human being. Good. But now with now with Facebook Live and 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 podcasts and Twitch TV and all these other different things. You know, we can build our own audiences and still have a voice and, and, and be a part of what's going on in, in professional wrestling. So it's kind of cool. Eric, how uh, mind-blowing is it to you, and I noticed the disco, that like when we were growing up, we could never, ever fathom this because the only way that you thought that you could be on TV, um, you know, was to go into a studio or to make a record. You had to go to a record company. You know what I'm saying? And now you can just get on YouTube and make hits and be on a, a you know, it's incredible, you know. It is, you know, and, and I, I talk about it a lot because I'm excited about it. But, you know, to your point, Conan, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, the first, the first impact that, the first thing to impact the music business was peer-to-peer -peer file sharing which eventually became iTunes, which eventually became, you know, YouTube, the, 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 the digital abilities. And like you said, you know, 20 years ago, you had to have a record label behind you. You had to put up with all the politics and the bullshit and, you know, the, the, the pay structure was horrible. Um, you were basically, you know, an indentured servant to a record label. And then all of a sudden with YouTube and iTunes, you know, really talented musicians can make music in their garage right. and all of a sudden become hits and do tours and, and are independent. And I think that same thing is happening now to our world. You know, we, we're seeing what's going on with All In. You know, Cody and the Young Bucks, you know, putting their own money together, decided to try to settle out a building in Chicago and in 29 minutes and some odd seconds sold 10,000 seats and they don't have WWE behind them or, or WCW or anybody else. They're just doing it on their own. I, I think it's just fucking awesome. And let me tell you, Eric, this is the most, this is the best part. If the young bucks were to somehow some way go to WWE one day, they've opened up a market that didn't exist before that do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And I think like probably like you Conan, you and I haven't talked about what's going on in WWE um, obviously, but you know, I, I applaud them. I, I envy them. I think they've done such phenomenal things, you know, in the business of the wrestling business, you know, to have billion dollar TV rights with networks. I think it's just, it's mind blowing what they've done. So I can't say enough amazing things about such an amazing company in many respects. However, 
in terms of the product, right. I feel like it's pasteurized and sanitized and sterilized to the point where it's almost like cookie cutter. And the cool thing about what the Bucks and Cody are going to be able to do, and hopefully other people too, not just them, um, are going to be able to start putting on events that has that independent vibe that just feels different than that big box retail vibe you get out of WWE. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Like I said, I wish I had a, a fraction of their success to my name. But, man, I think the, the diversity and the type of product that we're going to be able to see as a result of access to digital streaming, you know, it doesn't cost half a million dollars to produce a live event anymore. I mean, you could produce a damn thing on an i, you know, three iPhones and an iPad, and you're you're good to go. <laughs> you know, and and and, and just to show that lateral movement in between companies, as you know, today I think uh, ATT acquired um, Times Warner, right? Yeah, you know, I heard a little bit about that this morning on the news. That's it's in play. Right. I don't no. think the deal's done yet, but it's in play for sure. Yeah, no, I think as we were coming on the air, it flashed across my computer. Hey, Eric, let me say a question. When when you heard. Uh, the whole thing with uh, the all-in event came out of basically a, 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 a challenge where Cody said that they could sell out a 10,000-seat arena, and Dave Meltzer basically said there's no way. And it's, you know basically Cody did the whole my beer thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot, right? Uh, what did you think? Th- did you think they could do it when you heard that? Well, what was your take when, when, when they were announced, we're, we're going to do a, 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 a major event for a 10, 10,000-seat event? Here was my initial take. And and I know you guys are thinking you you'll think that I'm just making this shit up and I'm <laughs> I'm doing my thing right. But in my experience, early on in WCW, you know when Meltzer would write, you know when he would write about Nitro or when he would whatever he'd write about anything, bringing in Hulk, whatever whatever it happened to be, he'd always bury it. And whenever he buried anything that I was doing before I did it, I always knew I was on the right track. I basically looked at everything Meltzer said and did the opposite. If he said something was great, I went the other way. If he said it sucked and wouldn't work, I went the other way. So, so when Cody threw that, that challenge out and, and Meltzer took the bait and said, now nah, it'll never work, I went, fuck, it probably will. If Meltzer said it won't, it probably will. And then it did. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my take on this. And I, I, when they announced it, when Cody announced it, I think we talked about it on this podcast. Uh... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I said I, I definitely think they could do it because there's one thing, like if you look at the all-in event and the weekend, okay, there's a market for the for this, this um, niche audience that we have in professional wrestling that is willing to go travel to an event if it's a big deal. 
Okay. And like all in, we've got, you got the show, you got some new Japan guys on the show. You got major stars on the show and we're doing all this, this giant podcast event around it. And if you look at like the, the one thing that WWE is still very good at is their big shows, you know, WrestleMania weekend, SummerSlam weekend, because it's got that convention type feel and these fans that there's a fan base out there and a market for fans that if they think the event is a big deal, they will travel to go see it. I thought it was, I thought it was a no brainer. Let me ask you a question. When you first, the first time, because I, I'm assuming you never really saw Lucha until it was in WCW. The first time you were watching this, what were you thinking? These guys need to sell. I'm very entertained. What the fuck is going on? What were you actually thinking? Because, you know, you didn't grow up with that. Well, the first time I, I saw it in L.A. before you and I started working together right. um, was my first exposure to Lucha. Um, and... I recognize it for what I didn't appreciate it when I say right. I didn't appreciate it. Not that I didn't value it, but I didn't understand it enough right. to appreciate it for what it was. And I certainly didn't appreciate or understand the culture of it because I didn't grow up with it. Right. It's the same reason I don't like Lefsa, you know, right. or Ludafis because I'm not Swedish, I guess. But, right. you know, having having had only limited exposure to, to the product, it was hard to understand why it was as popular as it was. And when I had the chance to bring it into to Nitro and WCW, I, I wasn't bringing it in with the idea in mind that, oh, we've got to figure out a way to change it. I, I wanted to import that culture and import that diversity and import that cult, you know, that, that style of wrestling into Nitro because of what it was, not bring it in and change it, if that makes sense to you. Um, right. You know, you, you you let it you let it go on its own merits, which was good. I just think that um, you know, bro, there was so much going on. They they kind of got lost in the shuffle, and um, uh, when you were watching like the ratings or or hearing feedback, can you tell? Because sometimes when you're in something, Eric, as you know, it's hard to feel its impact until you a little bit removed. You know what I'm saying? It is and it isn't. You know, if I look back and if I'm really honest with myself and yeah. you know, 20 years removed, I can I can be pretty objective about things and right. I can beat myself over the head when I when I deserve it and things like that. But, you know, going back and again, you know, I say this to to Conrad on our show all the time. You know, it's easy to look back and say, well, you should have done this. Or you should have done that. Right. And, and the reason it's easy is because you're not living in that moment. You're not living in those conditions. You're not living with those variables. You don't right. really understand what they even were 20 right. years later. Um, when I look back at what we had and who our audience was, I think I would have been hard-pressed, quite honestly, right. to expand the Lucha experience or, or exposure in our show much more than I did. Because right. even though our audience appreciated it and dug it because it was different, I think if I would have tried to broaden it any more, right. it would have had diminishing returns. We would have eventually, you know, sometimes less is more. Right, right, right. Oversaturation. More. Yep. And, and I think our, our, you know, if you looked at our entire audience at that time, they wouldn't have been ready for it if it would have been any more than, than yeah. That's than a valid point. Yep. That's a valid point. Eric, I, I listened to, um, uh, I listened to the, the Bret Hart episode of 83 weeks. At, um, Brett who? 
Or, but who? <laughs> Bret Hart. Uh, I got oh, that whiny bitch, brother. Those, those that I, the first podcast I listened to that, that you did, the, the eighty weeks, absolutely fascinating. Um, it's excellent. Uh, I think. Well, bro, what are you guys? Are, are you number one in sports and recreation right now overall? No, no. We were when we debuted uh, right out of the shoot. We were number one in sports and recreation, and number two in all podcasts overall. I mean, we. I, mean, wow. I was running around. I was running the running around the house, uh, doing all kinds of stupid shit because we beat Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> wow, Jesus! That's awesome. I'm, I'm, bro, I, I try, I'm trying to get Conan. Conan says he doesn't have time to listen to, but I listened to the whole thing, and I, I, I actually messaged you today. I wanted to listen to another one, and you, I, I asked you. I said, "Do you recommend one?" And you, you messaged me back. They're all five star works of digital art. You know, take you take your pick. And I'm like, so uh, I listened to the Batch of the Beach one. But I got some questions because uh, you said these, they're so thorough, um, bro. When, when you were working for Vern Gagne. Uh, and, and he would not allow you in the booking room because they, they were so kayfabe back then. Like, like that, that's how old school, uh, like, like booking was back, back in the AWA with, with during that time. Oh, I, I was, I was not allowed anywhere near, you know, creative or booking or they wouldn't even talk to me. Like if I was within, you know, 40 feet of them. They'd, they'd change the subject. They'd kayfabe me, you know. I wasn't allowed anywhere near the television studio when they were doing interviews and or promos, you know. Uh, back in the day when they were doing edit market promos for, for syndicated shows. Man, I, that, that shit was off limits to me for about a year and a half, you know. I wow. mean, it was, no. It, he was, Vern was so hardcore about that. And even, I know it's going to be, you guys are, think I'm bullshitting you, but I'm not. Even once I started announcing, I was running the freaking camera before I started announcing. And when Vern would want to talk to the talent about how to lay out a promo, I'd have to leave the room and come back and then shoot it. That's how, that's how strict he was. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's, that's, a, that's an old school guy. This had to be, what, early 80s or something like that? Or what? Late, what, late 80s, 87. 87, 87 yeah. There's still, you know, that's right. You, I, I could wow. see that happening, especially for me. That's, that's fascinating. One one thing you said uh, um, in the Bret Hart podcast, and th this is kind of like when because you're talking about the 83 weeks. Th this is 20 years ago, right? And my my, I, I think everybody can be judged on like their uh, percentage of accuracy with their memory. Okay, my memory is like good on certain things, not good on other things. But if I you know. If, I, if there's enough discussion, I, it can like trigger my memory like to like uh, to remember things better. One thing that uh, that you said that um, when Brett uh, had made the comment that like the, the, your supposed initial contract talks is that what he did and what a lot of guys in this business do is they conflate two stories from two different periods of time and act like they had they remember them like they happened at the same time. And it's a, and a perfect example of this is like I think Cornette um, like had like, taken a shot at me one time on Twitter and talked about – like he said that uh, in TNA um, that the Steiner brothers like, uh, like taped me down to the ground or something like that, right? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Cornette, that's fake news. I go, you're talking about something that happened in 2003 at the TNA that you were an eyewitness to that actually happened in 1996 at, at WCW Studios that you were not a part of. It's like you heard a story. And then try to act like you were there when, when you told it. And I think like there's like 
some of that happens in the in the, in, the, in this 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 uh in these podcasts. It's like we tell the story and they sound good, but like we can't really remember exactly if we were there or not. But we remember the story. Did you, did you like? Did you find the how, how did that affect uh, uh Brett's uh, uh when Brett wrote his book? You know, I didn't read Brett's book. Um, I, I I just didn't for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we're doing the podcast, of course, Conrad says, well, according to Brett's book, Brett said this. So I'd have mm-hmm. to react to the things that were in the book. And, the, you right. know, that's that was the basis of the interview. And I think that you're right, Disco. And look, I, I, I take shots at Brett. And part of it is just for fun. You know, he, he went on. He, he did some interviews this past weekend where he went on the air and called me the stupidest person ever to get into professional wrestling. And I go, OK, I mean, I may not have done, you know. Everything I did may not have been brilliant, but I don't think I qualify as the stupidest person. Right, Disco but, does. <laughs> there's a lot of people in line for that one, brother. But this goes top of the line, believe me. <laughs> here's what I think happens, and look, it, it happens even to people who are close friends of mine. It happens to me too. I'm guilty of it. You know, we we all do interviews. How many thousands of interviews, you know, have you done, Conan? How many thousands of interviews have we all done or hundreds or whatever, you know, over the past 20 years? And you tell the same stories over and over and over again. And then you hear somebody else tell the same story. And you go, oh, yeah, well, there was that. And you end up, you know, you, you end up modifying, I won't say changing the story. You modify the story to, one, make it more interesting. Right. And I think, you know, we're all wrestlers at heart, right? We all... Our inner core, our nature is to get ourselves over. That's what we, that's how we fought our way up the ladder. I'm not a wrestler. I don't throw myself in that category, but you guys know what I mean. We're all in this business and politically we've all had to at some time or another do our very best to get ourselves over. It's our nature. So I hear people that are close friends of mine say things like, and I'm going like, dude, what the fuck? It didn't happen. It just didn't, you know? Right. But it's not that people, they're not trying to lie. And I don't think people are trying to deceive anybody, but I think they are trying to get themselves a little more over than they should be, or be more, a little more interesting or a little funnier, uh, whatever. And I think part of it is you do, you just, it all runs together. You know, people, a lot of times kind of say, well, what what happened to Why did you do this in this match in 1997? Motherfucker, can you remember what you had for breakfast three days ago? Right. <laughs> exactly, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I've only produced about 5,000 hours and figures six, six or eight matches per hour. You know, so there's about 30,000 television matches I've produced in my career. You know, about 120 pay-per-views. You know, throw another 12 or 1,500 pay-per-view matches on top of that. You know, and let's not even count the live events that mattered. You know, it's really hard <laughs> to, to go back and, you know, tell you exactly why I did what I did. You know, now if I spent a week thinking about it and I called a couple people who were involved and I could kind of get some help with it, I could go, oh, that's why we did that. Right. Because you have to put everything into context. It's not as simple as, well, why did you use that finish? Right. Jesus right. Christ. Because there's real, there's, real time, <laughs> right. there's real time situations and emotions at that time that you can't eat. You know what I'm saying? That you can't compare with what you're living with in now. You know what I'm saying? You can catch more with Eric Bischoff on next week's episode of Keeping It 100 with Conan, as well as in an hour-long bonus episode on the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and conan.me. 
Hey, this is Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Picture this rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018, from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. In an effort to be a supplemental candidate for the Keeping It 100 Hall of Fame, Lord Cyrus has sent in this audio clip. Now, D.I. said he needed to hear a reason why Lord Cyrus would be inducted into the Keeping It 100 Hall of Fame, and here's his very humble petition. Well, the people have spoken, gentlemen, and uh, millions of fans worldwide have lobbied the Keeping It 100 Hall of Fame to put in the man who has been number one on the disco list for over two years, none other than myself, Lord Cyrus, and I'm not going to sit here and put myself over because that's just not something I would ever do. I will simply read thousands of cards and letters I've gotten from shut-ins, from wrestling fans, and from celebrities whose names I will not divulge for obvious reasons. And just give you a flavor of what the people are saying about about Don Callis, about Lord Cyrus, as as I'm known, thanks to Conan. They call me the invisible hand of pro wrestling. They call me... The Velvet Fist, they call me the straw that stirs the drink. And why do they do that, ladies and gentlemen? They call me those things because I am the man who, after 12 years out of professional wrestling, came back and has made an impact, pun intended, unlike any other. You talk about you like what's going on in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, you liked Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Oh, you liked Jericho and Naito. Oh, did you like Kenny Omega winning the world title? You're welcome, because I have been the man, the invisible hand of pro wrestling that has been manipulating it all. And it's all been for the benefit of the fans. Oh, wait a minute. You like all this versus stuff? Oh, Impact versus Lucha Underground. Oh, Impact on the boat cruise. Going to destroy Ring of Honor. Oh, you like all in? You're welcome again on all three counts. I am the man who is destroying, who is discarding. The traditional wrestling paradigms of we only work with this person, we only work with that person. I am the man who is everywhere. I am everywhere and I am everything. As a great prophet once said, split a piece of wood and I am there. Lift a rock and you will find me. The kingdom of dawn is within you. And for that reason alone, you all should be voting me into the Keeping It 100 Hall of Fame. Never mind the fact that Conan has very little good to say about anybody, but never says a bad word about me. That must mean something. The fact that I've been on the disco list and I'm hated by the Disco Inferno is an, enough of a reason to, uh, to be in the Hall of Fame just, just for that. Because that says something about my character. If, a, if a, no, no disrespect to Disco intended, a moron like Disco think so little of me that I must be really something special. I am everything. I am breaking barriers. Did you notice, gentlemen, just as if I wasn't getting enough accolades, if if I wasn't getting enough attention, after the Young Bucks won the World Heavyweight Tag Team titles, heavyweight, first time ever, it was a paradigm-busting moment for the Young Bucks. And what did they do? Did they shout out to their families after the match? Did they go out and party with the Golden Elite? What was the first thing they did? The first thing they did was took the opportunity to get the rub from me by grabbing the microphone and saying, Hey, Don. Hey, Lord Cyrus. What are you doing September 1st? Because we want you for all in. We want you to be the voice, the golden announcer, the once-in-a-generation color commentator 
we want the golden everything to be the voice behind the most historic independent wrestling show of all time. And I accepted, not for me, I accepted for the fans. I accepted on behalf of all of you. Because if all the Beatles ever did was play the music and Paul McCartney never sang the lyrics, it just wouldn't be the same. So All In's going to be a great show, but by God, you're going to get the dulcet tones the legendary voice of Jesse Ventura with an MBA, the greatest color commentator of the last thousand years. Oh, yeah, I'm better than Jesse. I'm better than the brain. I'm better than the king. I'm better than the guy who used to follow Napoleon around with a megaphone telling all the people what he was doing. That's how far back I'm going. A thousand years of color commentary and... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No one can touch me. And wait, if that wasn't enough. Killing the Town podcast, one million downloads every three days. It's a record-setting podcast. I can't even keep track of it. And the last thing, if we look, you want to call me the pencil? You want to call me Booker Man? You want to call me the straw that stirs the drink? You want to call me the velvet fist, the invisible hand, the Steve Bannon of pro wrestling? You can call me whatever you want, shadowy figure. I am part of a team that runs the most talked about wrestling organization in the world right now the wrestling organization that a year from now you're going to be shaking all your heads going oh my god what did he do he's michelangelo he's picasso he is god incarnate of pro wrestling on earth that's what people are saying and i'm just i'm not making this up i'm just reading this off all these cards and letters i'm getting i mean it really is quite incredible so golden booker golden announcer golden everything that's what we're talking about here remember guys split a piece of wood and i am there lift a rock and i am with you the kingdom of dawn is upon you vote lord cyrus and your hall of fame will be taken to the next level just as i've done with killing the town with New Japan Pro Wrestling, with the careers of Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, and with Impact Wrestling. That is all. Oh, he's fast, he's smart, he's real If you're looking for a hero 
the store Robbed at gunpoint, a bastard runs away Clear from the joint, money in hand He thinks he's so free, did he get away? Did anyone see the villain? Runs and early blocks away from a safe house Where he can't hide for the day He turns a corner, thinks the coast is clear He's taken down with a thunderous spear If you're looking for a hero, think Yo, we're back with Shane Helms' favorite segment of the show with his favorite guest, Shane Helms. What up, Shane? Boom. Oh, nothing much, man. Coming off a good weekend uh, with the kid. It was Sebastian's birthday, so we blew it out pretty big. You know, I'm training hard for the Ring of Honor stuff coming up this weekend. But right. I know we want to talk about UFC uh, 225. What you guys think? Sure. Well, first of all, happy birthday to Sebastian. How old is he? He turned six. Six? All right. Um, oh, wait, wait. He only yeah. had his birthday? Yeah, it was he just, just he this just, past weekend. Hey, okay, then I will say I hope I wish he had a happy birthday. Because you know I don't okay. I don't wish happy birthday I don't wish people happy birthday before their birthdays because I don't want to be held responsible if the birthday is not good and they blame me for wishing them a happy birthday and it wasn't wasn't good. So I don't think okay. most, most people blame you just for knowing you. They just blame life for knowing you. But uh, what? Yeah. What? What did you think, Disco? Did you see? Did you see UFC, Shane? Did you? I, obviously, you yeah. saw it. Yeah, we all watched because we were all texting each other as this was going on. Did you see Conan? One thousand percent. I saw the okay. whole thing. Okay, let's start off with Punk. Do you want me to give you my opinion first, and then you guys, or you guys want to start? Yeah, you, you can go ahead, man. Okay, first of all, one thing Punk did prove is he does put asses in seats because when he came out, he got a big pop, and that wasn't coming from UFC fans. Are, are we in agreement with that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, Johnson, which I didn't know this till before the show, was a Golden Gloves boss, boxer from Houston. Um, Jackson. I, excuse me? Jackson, sorry. Jackson, yeah. right. J- Jackson. And um, I really believe when... You know, when he was, when he, obviously the first round Punk did bet, way better than I think any of us expected. Obviously he was swinging wildly and shit. But um, the one thing, the guy got heat with me, uh, Jackson did. He got heat because in the second round, if you remember, he was punching Punk, but he kept looking away and he kept doing with his hand, like almost abracadabra type shit with his hands before he would hit him. And I was hoping Punch would knock him out just for him being such a jack off doing that when he had, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah he was an asshole. Made yeah. Dana White really unhappy. And uh, I think Punk took a lot of punishment. He could have called it in. He could have fucking, you know, he could have just, you know, rolled over and got choked out or, or punched out. And and he has a lot of heart, man, and he has a good chin. You know, he, he, he didn't look good in rounds one or two. He was overmatched by a guy that only has one fight. Respect for getting in there, especially how he got destroyed the first time. But it's time for him to hang it up and concentrate on some other endeavor, like commentating, because he's very talented. Yeah, I mean, I thought he did good in that first round. I mean, there's an argument for him, you know, having that first round. I mean, he took right. him down. He did good. I think he might have, you know, he might have had an adrenaline dump, or maybe it was nerves. But once he, you know, once he lost his win, and I mean, he still fought through it. So you know when you lose your when you lose your gas tank, the first thing that goes is technique, and he's a he's a guy that's young in the game in anyway, so his technique's not where it should be. So once he lost his win, and then his technique really started to suffer, you know, then it became what it was. I agree with you on this Mike Jackson guy, man. I don't. I still re- would rather see Punk fight than see that guy fight. He made me not want to watch the shit. 
Right. You know, so I think he lost a lot of fans. He lost Dana White as a fan, which is crucial in his uh, own if he wants to uh, have a future in UFC. So. Um, yeah, and where's your killer instinct? And where's your killer instinct? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's really backtracking too on his public statements. He's saying like he wasn't trying to hurt Punk because of CTE and all this kind of shit. Oh fuck! He, he was being really weird, or that he didn't want to risk damage to himself. Man, he was just being an asshole at certain points of that fight. You know, um, you know, no doubt about that. And I, and I got nothing against somebody if you showboating a little bit, having fun. But he wasn't even it wasn't even funny or entertaining. It was just like straight asshole. Heat, so. Right. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't get no cool points from me whatsoever. Any uh, comments, Disco or Joe? Yeah, I got comments. Uh, Joe, you go first. Yeah, I just I, I agree with both you guys. The, the first round, it looked you know almost you know competitive at first. He he scored a takedown and stuff. He was he was able to avoid some of the uh, some of the punches. But yeah, like Shane said, once he lost his wind, it just it never came back to him. It just seemed like you know he was just out there to survive, which he did. But uh, at times, it was pretty pretty uncomfortable as a fan to watch him take take that kind of beating. And uh, yeah, he you know he could go do some commentary. I know he does comic book stuff, so there's other things going on he could do. But I don't think anybody wants to see that again. And uh, yeah, the Jackson guy he he said later that he was looking to his corner for instructions when he was doing that look away punch bullshit, and I don't buy that. So I think he just he knows he has heat with Dana White now. And he's trying to cover it up and then and, and get another fight in UFC. Di, uh, I'm gonna be you know me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be as brutally honest. As I can, because I think it would hurt my credibility if I didn't. And we haven't, and we haven't been honest. I will say, I thought Punk looked like the worst fighter that's ever ever fought the UFC. Skill level, he is. His his his, he didn't look like he had the athleticism needed to do this. Like you know, like he just like he looked like he was struggling with with, especially like Shane nailed on the head. You know when you when when your technique. You, you, your cardio goes, your technique starts going. But when your technique isn't good to begin with, it's like that was that was glaring because in this in the third round, he looked like he did like in the first fight, like he didn't belong in the ring. He didn't right. belong in there. I will right. say this: the whole quality that came out of this was that he had a lot of heart. He took some good shit. He got beat up. Yeah. He didn't quit. You know that that's that's literally the only silver lining you can find in it because. He just did, he did not look like he belonged in in there, and the other guy stunk too. Right. You know that's, I wouldn't that's, I wouldn't disagree with anything you just said. You know it. Uh, um, you know he's got guts. He had guts to do it, uh, but you could tell that just the way the the energy in the arena changed from the entrance to the end of the fight was just it was it became like the first one. It became difficult to watch. I would you like to care. say that I have a feeling that if you don't wear if you don't wear that dress on the cruise, you're gonna look a lot like CM Punk. Um, now let me ask you a question. Here, here, here was a here was a good one, uh, Shane. I really enjoyed because I thought Tuivasa, if I think that's how you pronounce it, was gonna knock the shit out of Arlovsky. First of yeah. all, a Disco, does Arlovsky have any heat for all his toenails being painted black? Uh, no, because uh, a good friend of mine, uh, not a good friend, a good friend of mine, uh, what's called Frank Trick does that. How about Raven? Uh, that's got heat with me. Him and Jimmy Jacobs have heat with me. But Frank uh, Trigg and Arlovsky. Arlovsky don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will uh, say I think this. Also, also when, you, when you're about 265 and a former UFC heavyweight champion, you can get away with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me just say this. give him a pass. <laughs> right. Let, let, let me just say. Major fingernails and toenails. 
go ahead because if I make fun of you, you can punch me in the face. And I'm right. not so I'm, I'm not gonna make fun of you. <laughs> so it's like, you know, right. I, I will say this, and I think Shane, you will agree me with this. I never expected Arlovsky to go toe to toe with that young bull at 39 years old. I thought he looked great. He was moving all the time. He looked in good condition, good chin. Um, I will kazoo, as a matter of fact, here it is, to Ivasa for asking Joe Rogan if he could drink a beer out of his shoe. Um, uh, but what do you think of that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I know I picked it on the show last night, and I picked this guy to win, and I, I bet money on him. But honestly, if they would have gave that fight to Arlovsky, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. It, it was that close to me, I thought. Yeah. You know, he yeah. busted dude up. It kind of depends on the judges, you know. Like sometimes some judges score damage a lot more than other other guy other judges do. You know, I mean, dude was busted up. You know, there was actually a couple fights like that because I picked the uh, the Claudia chick too, and she was against uh, God, well, I forget the other girl's name, but she got kind of busted up and still pulled that one out. I got actually lucky on a couple of my picks. It could have easily went the other way. What did you go? I thought, I thought oh, how did you really do on the? Fight. How did you do on your picks? Well, I, I was three for five. I lost on Romero and I lost on the one that fought Holmes. Um, I, I oh, was, you I bet on Megan Anderson. I was only kidding when I when I texted. I said it was seven zero. But one of the bets that I made, I didn't really. I, I tailed a friend of mine that uh, follows MMA pretty good. Bets big on it. Uh, one of his best big bets was Arlovski over one and a half pounds. And his theory was Arlovski was fighting in his hometown and didn't want to get knocked out early. So he said he, he, he kind of expected him to like do, do a fight like he did. Go a little distance, don't really go crazy in there. And, stuff, you know, and, uh, um, and then, you know, that, that's kind of what happened. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to get embarrassed in his hometown, basically. And that's, that's kind of yeah. what he thought. They still fought, but it's like he didn't. He fought do really this. good. He fought really, really good. Very good. And he was in great shape. And he went toe to toe with him. Because, you know, yeah. I don't think Tui Vasa had ever gotten out of the first round. And you, he's only 23. That's, a, that's you know, that, that's a, I still think he's a very dangerous guy. Um, I'd like to know for all our Aussie listeners, which we have a lot, is this drinking out of the shoe? Is this a New Zealand? Is this a Kiwi thing, or is this an Aussie, Aussie, oi, oi, oi thing? I, I'd like to know which would. It's a damn, where that, it's a damn he, it's a hepatitis thing. What it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that should sound nasty. Smith can answer that on Twitter. Uh, okay. If that's a thing. Yeah. Um, um, but I did good. I actually, I actually missed two bets because the, uh, the birthday party. I missed the super preliminaries to get my bets in because I was going to bet on Oliveira to beat uh, Clay Guida. And I missed that one, and I was going to bet on little Sergio Pettis, and I missed that one. I thought Sergio Pettis was going to lose, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the um, – then what was the other one? Um, oh, oh, Colby. Colby. Oh, yeah. No, 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 Colby. What, what about the Alvary fight? Alvary fight, one? that guy. The, the, Curtis Blades. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, it looked pretty I, good. I, huh? dude, I almost screamed. Well, I screamed when I saw that blood splatter because I was kind of standing up watching the fight, and dude, when that – when that, his brain splattered that one time, I was like, damn, stop it. You know, I was like, my dude in Rocky IV, throw the towel. That was nasty. Right. It was. It was. That was a and then somebody, one of my buddies tweeted, like, why didn't Overeem stay and shake his hand after the fight? Why did he just leave? I'm like, man, he's going to the fucking hospital probably. 1,000%. usually Holly Holm, did you see? I think she fought her best overall MMA fight yeah. in her career. In terms yeah. of total MMA skill set, man, because she dominated mm-hmm. that girl, and that girl ain't bad. That girl ain't no, bad at all. No, she isn't. 
She isn't, but she, 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 like they were saying during the show, I mean, she wasn't doing anything. She didn't know how to prevent a takedown. She wasn't spreading her legs. She wasn't shifting her weight. I mean, she wasn't well-trained um, uh, to go up against Holmes, and I think Holmes felt it, knew it, and I think she maybe felt the girl was nervous and kind of like a deer in the headlights, and she just took it to her, bro. Man, she she just she just didn't have the strength, you know. Being you know when you're tall and lanky, and I was a tall lanky wrestler, you know that was um, something I always had to concede. Uh, the younger, shorter, the younger, smaller guys. I'm talking about amateur wrestling. They were my weight class. They were all short and would take my ass down. When you're that tall and lanky, you better learn some some uh, takedown defense. And maybe she just hasn't fought girls as strong as Holly because some of the times when there was one time in particular in maybe the third round when Holly muscled her down, and it wasn't technique. It was just cock strong strength, you know, she's threw her ass down, you know. Um, so she's just really going to have to work on her strength and conditioning to be that tall because you can just see ripples through Holly's, Holly's back and arms and that other girl doesn't have them. And she's got those high-ass hips, too. She's got, like, the legs for somebody that's 6'4 or something. If right. you look at her body, you know. So I was actually more worried about the head kick because of that because her, with her being that height, you know, you always got to squat to throw punches because you generate your power to your hips. So you got to squat a little bit. So I was worried about her being in perfect head strike for, uh, in perfect range for Holly's head kicks is what I was worried about. But um, Holly just kind of, you know, took down, muscled her around, did, just kind of did everything she needed to do. That was domination. Um. All right. So let's go to the uh, Colby fight. Okay. Dude, that, that gas tank on that kid is incredible. Unbelievable. Didn't unbelievable. I tell you he was going to Khabib him? I told you that. Dude. Man, it was just nonstop. Yeah. It was just nonstop. He let up a little bit in the fourth. Right. You know, I think he just took maybe conserve, conserve for the fifth. Right. But he was nonstop. Right. And here's the best part I love. He kept meeting him. I mean, he kept crossing that imaginary line in the middle of the of the octagon and just meeting him before he even got to the center. I think in the fourth round, uh, Dos Anjos was waiting for him and nailed him. And he just shrugged yeah. it off, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be careful with that if he gets yeah. Woodley now. If he does get the fight, yeah. with, he's got to Woodley be will put him down. Like yeah, yeah, but um, I mean that that was an impressive performance. You know, RDA ain't no slouch. It ain't he ain't no slouch at all. And then no. Kobe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Man, put it on him. You know, so. he, 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 bro, he just groped him to death to the fact that he could never get those vicious kicks. He could never. And he even went in there to trade with him. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he can punch, too. Uh, incredible performance by Colby. Can't wait to see him and Tyrone and all the shit talking because they definitely don't like each other because Tyrone's been saying 
for the longest time Kobe doesn't deserve to fight him. He is not interested in him, and now he's going to have to fight him. Shane, anything else you want to bring up or anything you want to plug? Uh, no, man, just this weekend, uh, if you're in Texas, San Antonio Friday night, Dallas on Saturday, uh, making my debut with Ring of Honor. Nice. Um, Who are you wrestling I've never in? been in the ring with. Uh, the first night I'm teaming up with Cheeseburger and Delirious. Right. Against, uh, we're going against Punishment Martinez, Bubba Ray Dudley, and right. Big Shane Taylor. And then the second night it'll be me and Delirious going against uh, Daniels and Kazarian. Oh, that'll be a great match. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, you know. That, I've, known, that, I've never been in the ring with any of those guys. I really? Think me and Bubba, team, me and Bubba and Devon teams like in the six minutes before on house shows. But as far as being an opponent. Not like, even Kazarian or um, that, that he. Nope. I, I used to call him Frankie Banderas because remember when he had the long hair and he looked like Antonio Banderas? Yeah, he did. He did used to look like, uh, you know, um, no, I don't think so. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, at Daniels is the real surprise, you know. Uh, back in the indie, back in our indie days, probably about ninety seven, ninety eight, there used to be this big indie list of the top independent wrestlers, and me right. and Chris were number one and number two. Right. And so when I did Ready to Rumble, and I was out in L.A., he was on the show, uh, maybe UPW or something like that. Rick right. Bassman's group. Yeah. A lot of guys came out of there. Right. And so I went to a show. Me and Canyon went to the show, and I went just to meet Chris, Chris Daniels, and I'm. And I remember the guy was doing commentary over the house mic, which was atrocious. Right. I just I hate when they do that. You know, it just annoys the shit out of me. Right. And the show kind of sucked too. And so when I met Chris, you know, the first thing I said to him, Chris Daniels, I was like, "Man, I came in to meet you, and I sat through this shitty ass show just to meet you. So you owe me one." Like that was the first words I said to him. <laughs> Not only <laughs> that, he has sense. he has heat with me for two reasons: number one, for being Curry Man, and number two, for actually thinking that a dirty Sanchez was when you stuck your finger up your own ass and gave yourself a dirty Sanchez. And I was like, no, it's when you give it to the girl. Um, uh, and, and one last thing before you leave. Can you explain to me, you or Disco, what look Chris Jericho was going for in New Japan? I'm trying to put that one together. Clockwork Orange, right? Uh, clockwork yeah. Orange, yeah. Something like Clockwork Orange, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like Clockwork Orange meets Adam Ant. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. At least, I don't remember Adam Man, but I remember Clockwork Orange. At least, at least inspired or influenced by Clockwork Orange, yeah. Gee, you don't remember Adam Ant? Uh, the, the name sounds familiar, but nothing, an uh, image doesn't pop in my head. He had a little that's bit a, of the crow thing going on, too, with the. Exactly. Well, that's what Dr. Adam Ant had, too. I'm surprised you don't remember Adam Ant. I thought I remember him. Yeah, you remember that yeah. song, Goody Two Shoes? Goody Two. Uh-uh. And music, pop, 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 pop. And music, pop, 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 pop. Conan, you ready? Okay, wait a minute. No one plug the jukebox and do us all a favor because that music plus is played civil dubs. That would have been. We found the disco song of the week, I think. Oh, my God. I generally like to go out on a high note, but I'm going to go out on a low note this week. (laughs) All right, Shane. Man, yo, I want to thank you for being your favorite guest on your favorite segment, the Shane Helm segment. Boom. Praise God.
As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta low As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke Fool, I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light Situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be there with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a loped out gangster, set tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life to a die. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things is going, I don't know. Tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me? After minute, hour after hour, everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking. It's going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's cooking. They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front. That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool. Recently on 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson, there was some discussion during the Bret Hart episode about Bret's recollection of his match with Disco Inferno and WCW. Now here's Disco's side of the story. 
I want to. I want to tell. I want to tell the. Uh, I want to tell the story of the uh, the the match I had with Bret Hart. Yep. <clears throat> so this is your right, first so match I, with him ever. First, first match with him ever. Okay. Excited, marked out a little bit, or no? Well, the uh, the not you know, here's the thing, is that the whole this whole the, the story of um of him having the concussion. Right. I, I complete news to me. So if he was coming off a concussion, this this makes more sense to me right. now. Right. When I went and saw Brett that day, he was not like he was he was he was out of it. He wasn't really um didn't look very enthused, just kind right. of sitting there. You know what I'm saying? It's very like very indifferent. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um and I was like thinking the why why am I working this guy for why why do we have twenty minutes? That's ridiculous. Right. I should I should not be working this guy for twenty right. minutes. You could right? just tell by his body language he didn't even want to oh, fucking I, right. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to yeah. be there. Just, just didn't want to you know, twenty minutes against me. We don't. We didn't have an angle supporting the twenty minute match. It's nothing. It's a cold match for twenty minutes, right? Right. So, uh, um, and I think you were both heels so, too. Yeah, maybe I, I was in the NWO. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a baby face. I think he was like doing some. He was just turning baby face against the NWO or something like that. I don't know, but uh, but I remember I wasn't really enthused about going over much. Um, he said most. Oh, well, you were going over? No, no, going over the match much. He was going oh, okay. over, right? Right. So we had 20 minutes, right. and I know that like on Russo's podcast, they were talking about a, a somebody post this match and thought people said, "Oh, this is great." It, it wasn't a great match. It was it was very mediocre. Uh, I wasn't happy with it, um, and I knew that Brett, you know, Brett wasn't really didn't really want you want to do it. And I was kind of like indifferent to you know, having to how we're going to fill 20 minutes in a cold match. And I was like, it's just like you know. <clears throat> so at one point in the match. Um, like at the 12 minutes in, there's a spot where Brett said, you know, puts me in the sharpshooter. Right. Like for the finish, the referee is telling me, hey, you still got eight, you don't, you don't tap, you still have eight minutes left. The referee's telling <laughs> me, yeah, Brett, Brett has his back to the referee, tell you know how the sharpshooters apply. So Brett right. has his back Bro, to I us. Bro, I showed him how to do it. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's got his back to us. I'm not tapping out. Okay. He finally, you know, because the referee's telling me this. Right. Don't tap. But I'm in his kitchen. I'm thinking, well, fuck it. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I should just tap. The referee's telling me don't tap. <laughs> right. That's a shoot. Right. Let's go with the sharpshooter. Okay. Uh, hicks me up and says, what the fuck are you doing? All right. I say, we've got eight minutes left. Oh, All right. My God. Yeah. He, he's thinking I'm not tapping because I'm not paying, you know, but the referee. He was telling me, "Don't, yo, don't tap." He still have eight minutes. You think he thought this was double cross, a Montreal screwjob number two? What city were you in? I don't know what he's thinking, but tell me, tell me what he did next. He he picks up her back suplex and drops it right on my neck. Really? Yeah. Like a receipt? Yep. Hundred percent. And then what happened? I was, I was like, okay, whatever. Back on. Did he put the? I I go. I'd have to go watch the match because I know they had to edit it. Right. But I was kind of, I was, I was, I wasn't happy. Yeah. I thought I thought I thought at the time it was kind of addicting to do, but didn't you? Did, but didn't but didn't didn't um didn't Joe just say that on that podcast Brett thought they were doing that thing to fuck with him? So maybe in his mind he thought they were fucking with him. You know that they. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. There is some truth to that. Bro, listen to just, this. Listen to this. It was, it was so in uh, Salt Lake so City, real quick. It was in Salt Let Lake. Salt Lake so Salt Lake City screw job. Salt Lake City. Okay. Let me finish this. So the match. The, you know, we finished the, the match, whatever. The bro, the funniest thing about this match was, right. is that you know, I think Nash was a booker. I think they said Nash was fucking with him or whatever. 
Bro, did you know that Nash and Sullivan, those guys, had already left the building to go take the flight home? They didn't even <laughs> stay around to watch like the last few matches? That was the main event, too. Yeah. How wow. hysterical is that? That's back wow. when WCW was not. This is back during the period of time where WCW was not doing well and to the point leading up to us bringing Russo and Ferrari. Right. So that shows you what WCW was like. We were not doing good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, uh, yeah, but that was like, um, I kind of resented Brett a little bit for that. Right. You know? But now hearing to the story that, that he had a concussion leading up to that, I can absolutely see, see the, like his mindset going into that. But that's a shoot. That's a that's a true story. He, he I was I, he had me a sharpshooter. I wasn't tapping out because the referees tell me don't tap out. You have eight minutes left because we were scheduled for twenty minutes. The match was not twenty minutes, okay? Because like everybody said, oh, that match wasn't even twenty minutes long. He was supposed to wrestle me for twenty minutes, okay? Um, I think it lasted. What was the time on that, Joe? Do you remember what the actual was like? Yeah, the clip is uh thirteen thirty six. So that's including entrances. Yeah, it was, Nine minutes of free but it was edited out. They, they heavily edited that. They edited like four to five minutes out of that. We still went home early, you know. But that's a that's a shoot. That's a that's a true story. That match. Yo, man, you guys know I love uh, movies where there's a lot of uh, Iranian tobacco involved, especially one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Airheads. But um, mm. uh, there's a new one by Snoop that I told you guys to check out that I thought was fun, especially if you're in Iran. Did you did you guys check it out yet? Yeah, it's funny. It's called Grow House. Uh, and, uh, Grow House, that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. it kind of reminded me of Half Baked, which Snoop was also in and very funny. So, you know, he's he's charismatic, he's funny. He's got the ability Bro, to... that was the name of the movie I was trying to say, Half Baked. Half I said baked. Airheads? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am an airhead for saying that. Well, yeah, let, me, let, me, let me break it down uh, for people listening what, what this movie's about. Okay, uh, basically two guys start a risky new business to pay off a debt. Um, there's a boom in medical marijuana dispensaries in the state of California and the U.S. These facilities have reached record numbers, cropping up like Starbucks and McDonald's. States across the nation are legalizing medical and recreational marijuana. Our two unlikely heroes, Pat, who's played by DeRay Davis from Empire 21 Jump Street and G.I. Joe, and Darius, uh, who was played in Little Duval, Scary Movie 5, and Meet the Blacks, figure they can help the medical marijuana movement but mainly help themselves by trying to grow their own cannabis and sell them the crops at the dispensaries. It's only one problem. Knowing how to smoke marijuana doesn't mean you know how to grow it. After taking a trip to Dr. Doobie, who's played by Malcolm McDowell from the Entourage of the Mentalist, right. uh, to become league certified growers, they gain access to a Bel Air mansion to use as a grow house. Although they convince Snoop Dogg, who plays himself, to fund their operation, our heroes soon discover what can go wrong and will go wrong in this comedy of errors pretty funny like it is kind of it's kind of like half-baked but i thought it was funnier than half-baked yeah and they have uh and it's kind of funny because they got a couple of people in here that are funny george wallace is funny in it uh phase on love is funny is and charlamagne the god is it and they're all funny so um, uh, let's let's yeah. do this for the, listen to, to this jojo's going to provide a link to this because uh, because we got like a little special here and we will have possibly uh if you guys listen to listen to this and your Patreon members, we might have a roundtable discussion about the movie one day. So to check out the movie Grow House, starring Snoop Dogg, and to take advantage of a special for Keeping It 100 with Conan listeners, go to the Patreon site at conan.me, click on the link under the Grow House movie poster to see it for only $3. That's conan.me, and click on the link under the Grow House movie poster to see it for only $3. And now, once again, it is time for Disco's Song Pick of the Week. 
respetable público, lucharán dos de tres caídas sin límite de tiempo. En esta esquina, el santo y cavernario. Yo, we're back with Disco's favorite segment of the show, the Mass Republic Minute. What it do, Klein Rock Boom? How do you stop it? How do you continuously and erroneously always discuss this as my label? This is my favorite segment. You're always telling. You're always telling me, hey, segment every week because I have to deal with the fact that I'm dealing with a guy that is taking shots at me on Twitter all week, and uh, and now he comes on the show, which is supposed to be a minute, and he milks like 15 minutes out of us. Wait, what? What? What shots did I take this week? I'm sure you took some somewhere. I mean, I, I just said, oh, all you got to do is No, you do it so much. They're kind of backhanded oh, shots yeah. at me. Wait, wait, you know, you're right. Wait, I think I recall now because figure it. toy company released the Juventud Guerrero figure. And I think there was maybe a post about how the Juventud Guerrero figure is now available at figurestoycompany.com how the Conan figure is coming soon, mm-hmm. but there's no DI figure. So you're right. And the, so comic, said, book, and the have... comic book. Oh, yeah. So, so let's talk about this real quick because uh, last week it was kind of a sneak preview, I think, for, for Patreon. Uh, but now I can publicly talk about the whole thing. Uh, we have launched, or we are launching at San Diego Comic-Con this year, the Master Public Luchaverse, a uh, whole company of comic books that are going to have storylines that flow into each other. And being featured in these first five one-shots are Conan, Rey Mysterio, uh, the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Phoenix, Los Cadetes del Espacio, Solar and Super Astro, and, uh, and Blue Demon Jr. Uh, and I think we did talk about last week, it was asked if, if D.I. would be a villain. Uh, and D.I. Or, 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 or a villainess. Please, let's keep that yeah. correct. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nothing. And and uh, and and Di had a had a particular take on that. So, do you actually think that it's a good idea to be marketing toys and comic books on a podcast where the the host is uh, referencing uh, hand jobs? Um, <laughs> one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Do you think that that there would have the, you not the seen? Wait, have you not seen Deadpool? Like that movie is full of. What he one may call maybe vulgar or adult, you know, kind of references. So I, I think I think we're right within the wheelhouse. One thousand percent. Sure. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Not only that, sure. didn't didn't the Invisible sure Man, yeah. didn't the Invisible Man doll, the 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 disco trend, the Invisible Man do very good sales? The limited edition. So remember, it was it was it was the actual it was actually a figure of the eye. We talked about maybe doing an Invisible Man one next. Right. Uh, we know, actually, there, there was, no, but there the was transparent the, uh, one. The limited, that, yeah. There was, yeah. Yeah, there, there was that white one that we had as the, uh, the Invisible Man version. You are, you are correct. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, you, you never know what, what could happen. Um, we always say we want to bring the fans what they want, and if, if the fans request something, uh, you never know what might happen. Um, but let's talk some Lucha because, you know, that's what DI's favorite thing to do is. Um, I know we jump right into it. You've got Aero Lucha coming up this weekend. In Nashville, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the most loaded 
Aralucha lineup ever. It's like, it seems like they're still announcing new people. You've got uh, not just Ray as kind of one of the headliners, but I mean, Jack Evans and Willie Max and Toros. And who else is on this, these shows or this show, one show? Well, the first, the main event will be uh, Ray Phoenix and Sammy Guevara. So that's an incredible, you know, right there against uh, Tauros, Willie Mack, and Shane Strickland. That'll be a great match. Oh, ACH and Jack Evans versus um, Puma King from CMLL and Darby Allen. Nice. That'll be a great match. Darby and Jack meet for the first time. They're obviously both from the same hometown. And they've never met. Uh AR Fox versus Austin Theory, which would be great. I think I think uh, Septimo Dragon is taking AR Fox's place, but that'll be a great match. Uh, Mascarita Dorada's there, uh, Thunder Rosa, Demos, Ades, Drastic, Drastic Boy. So it's going to be uh, – and then these guys that are real, real good. I mean, they're going to be future stars for sure, which is Trey Miguel, who reminds me a lot of Ricochet. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, – Two guys from that Ohio area where they're bringing out so much talent with that, you know, Callahan and David Chris camp down there, which is Nate Wings and Myron Reed. So those guys are going to blow it up, too. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a show. Nice. And that is uh, on the 17th, right, at uh, National Fairgrounds? Yeah, I think my boy Mark Jindrak is going to come to the show, too. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. Um, And then actually uh, also – uh, while not there, there is some lucha libre going on in it, but if you're in Los Angeles, one event to really try to check out this weekend on Saturday is an event called La Buya. It is at the Plaza de la Raza in downtown uh, Los Angeles. It's a really cool night of lucha libre appreciation and Hispanic heritage uh, appreciation. They do this every year. It is an art show and a live Lucha Libre show, and bands playing, and vendors, and it's very cool. It is 21 plus, though, um, because there's alcohol involved, but uh, check that out. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you could just look up La Buya, or you can go to uh, the Plaza de la Raza website. Bro, and, I went uh, to that, cool event. I went to that like two years ago. You were there selling shirts and other stuff, and it was an incredible time, so if you are in the LA area, it is definitely worth checking out. Yeah, and it's not, it's not like a normal, you know, let's go to a, a Lucha show thing. This is really no, more no, no. of a, like a cultural thing for, <laughs> uh, for the Hispanic community, for hipsters, for, for anyone right. that wants to go out and just kind of take in. Uh, it's very artsy. It's very artsy. Yep. It's very, yeah. very, very. There's a, there's a full art show. Um, what The first couple of years, I think the year you went, it was basically just like any art that was inspired by Lucha Libre. What right. they've been doing the last two years was last year it was Lutemon Jr. And this year it's uh, Mil Mascaras. But they give uh, all these amazing artists a wooden cutout of the mask of the luchador. And then in their own style, they make uh, a, a presentation, a piece of art. And like this is stuff that like would go in art galleries for you know, Not only that. amounts of money. Uh, Not only crazy that. stuff. I've always been a big fan, and I think you are too, of like Chicano art. And bro, yep. the shit you're gonna see there is incredibly, it's just beautiful, man. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool time. And then they have like a, a DJ there, and they play music, and and it's almost like a, like come on, kind of like a club scene, you know, later on at night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So yeah, so check that out. Uh, you can, uh, you can check out Master Public on social media. Find links to. Uh, getting your tickets to that. Um, but I just wanted to shout that out because it's a really cool event. Um, let's, uh, let's talk triple A for a second. Um, yes. one of our favorite topics on the show, Vampiro, uh, 
uh, this is why it's good. This is why I like talking about AAA right now, okay? Is because Conan and you spent considerable time over the course of the past months and since we've been doing the show burying AAA, okay? Right. Now that Conan is uh, is now in the creative process there, uh, now we have to start putting over Triple A. I think right. this is an interesting dynamic. Okay. Well, oh, wait, you guys can. I, can, can I, well, well, if you watch Triple A, if you watch Triple A, I'm not going to compromise my opinions. Okay, I will still continue to bury what I think should be buried. Okay, so we we expect nothing less. By the same, conversely, put over what needs to be put over. Also, so if you're just going to be well, next, and, then just stay silent. Well, and let me let me make let me let me no, use no, this no, moment no, to to put something up. I do want to bring something up, okay? Uh, we used to pick on um, Vince Russo picking on uh, Raw. Uh, Vince Russo uh, started booking Rocky Mountain Pro, okay? And said so we said we were going to give an honest assessment of that. And the honest assessment of the Rocky Mountain Pro show that you guys saw was not complimentary, okay? Right. So now that the shoe is even on the other foot now, that Conan is biz, uh, it's in the creative process of AAA, I think I'm going to have to uh, – I will continue to be as honest as I was uh, previously. Yeah, in, I, in bro, I, have, I have no problem standing behind whatever I do. So. All right. All right. He's would, also the first uh, to admit when something's a cluster because uh, whether it's by his design or by someone else's design. But no, 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 I, no, I think – If something – let me just say one thing. Wait, Glenn. You know me well enough. If I do something wrong or I make a mistake, I will own up to it. And if it is not my fault, I'm not going to take the fucking blame because I, it wasn't my fault. But what I did just notice, so you know. What I did notice is right. that you are very easily uh, – you will very easily deflect the blame and blame somebody else when something's not good. As well, you have not pointed out that. No, you have not noticed that. You, you know me well enough. No, 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 no. Stop talking shit. Wait a minute. Wait. Halt. Two weeks Halt. Wait a minute. Let me finish. Let me just say this. You've known me well enough. You know me longer than Kevin, longer than Joe. You've known me well enough that I don't give a fuck. If if I fuck up, I will admit it. But if I didn't, I'm not going to take the blame. So just okay. continue with your thing. Tom pointed out two weeks yeah. ago. Right. Uh, we were referencing a match right. uh, that was a main event that was booked, and you said uh, there might be a surprise or something. Right. I'm, like, wait, I'm like, wait a second. You're trying to tell me that all the time you were burying AAA for changing its main event matches, and now you're the, you're the booker, and you don't know what the main event's going to be, and you go, that is not my fault. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Because it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. I, I, I can't bury my bosses on the air right now because fucking I work for them. But Kevin knows the, the 411 and there was and there was shit going behind the scenes that I couldn't fucking talk about, you know. But at the end of the day, I think the show had very good reviews. Okay. All right. Well, I will start it, watching. It and no, this and is, but let, me tell you, let me tell you the difference. Let me tell you the difference between what was happening then and what happened with me, just so you know. Okay. They would, say, they would say a lineup, right? You'd see a lineup on a card, right? And you'd get to the show, and they would completely change just about every single match once you got there. Am I correct or not, Kevin? Absolutely. Okay. What happened with me was there were people that still had heat with the company, and I was trying to get them back into the company, and I was bumping heads. And so that's why I couldn't announce certain people till I was able to, 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 to tell them, hey, this is what's best for business. Okay? So that is the big difference. But when you go to right. my show, the matches that you see on the card are the matches that you're going to get. You're not going to go there and see different – because they would, they would put something like, for example, Disco and Conan versus Joe and, and Kevin Kleinrock. And when you got there, it was Disco and fucking Kevin Cross against Hooventude and fucking some mini. And you're like, what? You know, and every match would almost be like that. You know, and it was fucking crazy. I'm serious. Right. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Kev. Yeah, I was like, so uh, at Verana de Escandolo, uh, right. Kevin Cross took out Vampiro. Uh, right. It looked like maybe we were going to be heading to a match. It seemed like it was on a collision course before in Kevin Cross's uh, first run. Uh, but now it sounds like, according to Vampiro on social media, uh, the bumps took a lot out of him. He couldn't feel his legs. Uh, he's, he's walking away, and we won't be seeing any sort of conclusion to a feud between uh, Vamp and uh, Kevin Cross. Uh, do you have any insight right. on that? I or wouldn't any put, I wouldn't put our fans been? through that type of torture, bro. He shouldn't be in the ring, and he knows it, and I'm not going to put him in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So that, 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 that's that right there. Now, do you want to, before, before, to before you say who this is brought to you by, do you want to say anything about Expo Lucha? Because that's around the corner, right? Yes, yes. Actually, so next week we're going to have some more names for Expo Lucha. And actually, I heard that one of the wrestlers that we're announcing next week um, was going to actually maybe sending going to be sending Joe a personal message that he wanted to have played on the show next week because it nice. it turns out he's possibly a, a DI fan, and so I'm a little nervous about this. But next week we'll we'll have that that announcement and maybe we'll have that that audio clip. But yes, Expo Lucha, August 31st, September 1st at the Westgate in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've got a hundred luchadors and pro wrestlers coming for big live shows. Actually. For those of you that saw New Japan Dominion, a lot of people flipped out over the, the Rey Mysterio outfit that he was wearing. He had this really rad uh, half New Japan lion, half Rey Mysterio mask that he was wearing. And his personal mask and gear maker, Hayashi, said he's going to add that whole outfit to the museum display of Rey's outfits from over the years that he's bringing to Expo Lucha. Um, but uh, yeah, expolucha.com's got all your news and information. We've got that. Uh, we're pulling together uh, some final details that are going to let a lot of the other talent uh, fall into place. It's quite an ordeal putting together four live events with, with talent from you know AAA and CMLL and and a lot of politics involved. But we're uh, we're getting these cards hammered out now so we can uh, finalize the lineups and uh, excited. I heard, I heard in. Kevin Disco may make it on time or he may be a little bit late. Because he is going to be 
um, accompanying Colby Covington to bring the U.S. title to the White House to meet Trump. Is that true, D.I.? I, I would. I'd love to. That'd be great. <laughs> Colby Covington is a great American. And uh, what he did and, and saying that he's going to like bring that belt to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is a uh, is quite a bold statement, and I think it's it, – Colby Covington is making America great again. You know? <laughs> He's over with you. I Very knew, I knew would be. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, saw that, I saw that tweet, and I absolutely knew that D.I. had a new favorite MMA fighter. Well, he actually uh, said it on the air, too, <laughs> right after his fight. Well, on this, on this uh, note, we will tell you that this segment has been brought to you not by Colby Covington, but by Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. Lucha, expolucha.com, luchacentral.com, and... Does that have heat with you, D.I.? Yeah, the two, the Lucha and the... That's good. Those two things are the most aggravating things that, that I... The two hours and 45 minutes to record every week, those are easily the most aggravating uh, 15 seconds of the entire time. I'm not sorry. Thank you very much, Kevin, for being on the Mass Republic Minute. Boom. I 
want your blessing today. Oh, by the way, open the door, by the way. Told you that I'm on the way, I'm on the way. I know connection is vague. Pick up the phone for me, babe. Damn it, we jamming. That had a two for your nanny. Curving your hip from your memory. Remember, Gardena, I took the studio camera. I know Typo be mad at me. I had to do it. I want your body, your music. I bought the big one to prove it. Look what you made. Told you that I'm on the way. I'm like an exit away. Yep. If I didn't ride blade on curve, would you still? Are you guys ready for the world famous disco list? Yep, yep. Absolutely. Word to your mother. Um Lord Cyrus. Uh he's definitely on the list still. Do you know that he's uh petitioning to be put as a um what was the word we use? Supplemental draft like in the NFL? Um uh, writing candidate, if you will, for the Hall of Fame, That's right. for the K100 Hall of Fame. Plus, it'd be a supplemental entry into the uh, Keep It 100 Hall of Fame. Yeah, Lance Storm. Uh, he's on the list. He quit. Uh, I wonder if he's on uh, Don. What is the relationship between Don Callis and Lance Storm right now? I don't know. You think there's heat because he left? Is that what you're implying? I want to try and find out if there isn't. Should there is, we bring be- Lance Storm on the show to find out? I, if there is heat between him and and Don, right? I want to exploit it, right? And use it on our on, uh, on our show and enjoy oh, it. Absolutely, yes. How about Paul? I will leave you looking worse than CM Punk if you don't wear the bathing suit on the cruise, Lazenby. Wow. First of all, I'm debating whether or not I'm going on the cruise because <laughs> wait you're, a minute. No, if you're gonna if you're to continue to try to incite these these uh uh. These fans and then people come and show to try and cite violence towards me. Right. Um, and if I show up and I get beat up, right? Okay, I'm suing you. Wait okay, right off the bat, I'm suing you. I'm suing Jericho. I'm suing the cruise line. I mean, if you guys want to, because um, uh, it's, it's definitely premeditated and you're inciting violence. That's one thing you can't do. You do realize that on social media, the one thing that you cannot do is threaten somebody. That, or that's, bully that's them. Yeah, it's not free. That's not free speech. Yeah. Well, I'll take my chances. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Okay, Scott Tuggles do you more. Paul yeah. Lazenby is in, in Gears of War, the yeah. video game. Did, did I read that correctly? No, I don't know about that. Is he? Uh, he tweeted that he was like he's his char- He he is playing one of the Gears of War five. I guess it is characters. Right. Like in it's a video recurring. game or in a movie? Yeah, in a video game. Well, do you think that's fake news? Trying to get himself over? Uh, he actually posted pictures. It didn't right. look like fake news. Hmm. All right, Scott Tuggles deal more. He's on the list. Uh, Chris Jericho. He's still on the list. He's what still on the list. Mo- you know what? 
Wait a minute. Did he ever send an apology? I, I told you I wanted an apology from him. Because he called remember. me a shit podcaster. Then there was I, I, uh, um, the 100th anniversary show. Instead of he, he credited everybody except for me. He said I my um, performances was uh, were, were getting worse. Right. And you know, and I demand well, I demand I think an apology. He refused to give you an apology on that show. Is what he did. What did you think of his New Japan look against Naito? He looks like an idiot. <laughs> he looks like an idiot. Okay. That's it. He's so you don't like give him any credit for reinventing himself? <laughs> reinventing himself? He looked like an idiot. All right? That's why you got heat with him. Uh, Rebecca Evers. That's Lance Storm's daughter, right? <laughs> yeah. She's on the list. Okay. The North Carolina contingent. Matt Maxell, Wolfgang, Rebbe, and Senor Benjamin. Oh, what about the other kid? Isn't there another kid, Wolfgang? Yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah, put him on the list, too. Does the, does the oh, name Wolfgang have a little bit of heat with you? Because you already gave him like a, huh? Anybody associated with the Hardy compound, they're on the list. Shane Helms. He's on the list. Sexy star. Uh, she's on the list. Is she still on your list? She's still on my list. Her what explanation. About yeah, that's terrible. So it's still on the list. Terrible. That explanation will stay on the list forever because right. you can't correct it. It was a one-time explanation, and it was not a good explanation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Second star's explanation might go into my list. When, I, when the disco list uh, gets a Hall of Fame, that right. might go on it. All right. That's tremendous. Jimmy Jacobs' blue fingernails and purple toenails. They're all – those are all – if they were green, purple, blue, pink, yellow, they're all on the list. Uh, I said I would be willing to take him off the list if he could show a picture of a hot girl painting his fingers and toenails, hmm. but right. that has not been yet. I think, yeah, I think he'll paint his own fingers and toenails. Uh, Mark Madden. <clears throat> he is on the list. He was been going. He voted. Uh, can I read this? Yeah. He's going after um, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on on Twitter. Really? Because I guess uh, yeah. Because I guess um, what's the name? Antonio Brown. Right. Uh, is upset with the made the way the media is treating him. Right. Right. So Mark wrote a little article about that. Um, and it's called What a Dipstick. Let me read right. it to you. This is from the Times, uh, the 10590X website on iHeart.com. Steelers wide receiver, wide receiver Antonio Brown went on a rant today at minicamp. He portrayed himself as oppressed, a victim of the media. What a tool. Brown isn't a victim of the media. He's occasionally a victim of social media, like his ill-conceived Facebook Live post-game broadcast after the Steelers' playoff win against Kansas City in 2017, or more recently, criticizing Coach Mike Tomlin and former Steelers offense coordinator Bruce Arians on Instagram. The traditional media just quotes Brown. If doing so damages him, that's his fault. Brown complained because the media reported that he wouldn't catch passes from Landry from Landry Jones at OTAs. That's because Brown didn't show up when Ben Roethlisberger wasn't there and Jones was. Duh. Brown complained because the media reported that he said Le'Veon Bell should show up at work. That's because Brown said exactly that. Brown said that football players aren't free and don't really get a chance to express themselves. When Brown said that, there were roughly 25 mics and a half dozen cameras present giving him a chance to express himself. What a dipstick. Brown has zero self-awareness. Brown is a narcissist, a whiner, a jerk, and a selfish creep. Brown is the main reason this is the most unlikable team the Steelers have ever had. I'll be blunt. I root for the Browns as fault. I root for Brown to fail. He is absolutely loathsome. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. No. He doesn't like Antonio Brown. 
Well, obviously, that's like maybe their best player, right? Antonio Brown on my fantasy team, and so that definitely keeps Mark Brown on the list. Try to, yo, if you're going <laughs> to try to mess with your best player on your fantasy team, shit's yeah. on. <clears throat> yeah, shit's on. Sure. Uh, and I also want to say he's one of uh, my favorites because he's from Miami, Norlin High School. Boom. Uh, Vince, Ru- this is a little combo. Vince Russo is Twitter followers, the LGBTQ show because you get less airtime and he and because uh, he has a guest on. Vin- and Vince is singing. Uh, no, we're going to take all those off the list except for Vince is singing. All right. Wait a minute. The race list. Because first of all, he's off Twitter. Okay. Okay. So, so he's got no more Twitter followers. Or at least that are that are going to like have any interaction with me. Well, he'll so, be back on Twitter. I guarantee yeah. you. but his singing is on the list. His singing on the Captain and Mark show is on the list. Okay. Uh, right. The conspiracy. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chum. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Horseman. Ooh, ben, ben Heyman and uh, Stevie Richards. They're yeah. on the list. All right. And you also beat them in a handicap match, right? Yeah, slaughtered them. Squash nice. match. Pat Simon Diamond. Uh, <laughs> he's still on the list. Did you see that he's trying to promote this this little nine year old kids wrestling federation? Yeah. Because uh, they're they're giving the proceeds to Connors girls. If you want to promote, if you want to go help that out, uh, that's good. But that kid, that nine year old kid, is sub uh, is booked himself to ha- to book himself to be strap. a champion. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw when you put that, and then I put something like. Uh, you already right. did a job for King Maxwell. When are you going to do a job for this guy? Hmm. Um, Me? Yeah. You didn't read it? Okay, that's very disrespectful. Yeah, that was just a disrespectful comment, right? Okay, the reverse battle royal. Even though Pat, Pat Simon Diamond Kenny is claiming that is not his idea, I believe it is his idea, and it's still on the list. All right. Uh, did we put Watts approved last week on this? We did. No. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Watts approved. Watts yeah, you put it yep. on the list, That's, DI. Yeah, because he didn't want Watts approved. Like, he knew Bill Watts. Give me a break. That's uh, on the list. Ed Teddy Bear Ferrara and his gout. Still on the list. Ricky Hustle. Uh, Ricky Hustle still on the list, even though he tried to suck up to me at the um, Booker uh, T. Yeah, at the, the, the Reality Wrestling Fantasy Camp. Uh, but he's still on the list for sure. Al Linehart. He's still on the list. Uh, Marcus Everett. Uh, the kid that went splat? Yeah. yeah. He's on the list. Nobody's been able to outsplat him. Uh, <laughs> Jojo Feeney. He's on the list. Yeah. The Creative Control Network and his pro wrestling tea store. Uh, oh, the still on the list. It's like, somebody, <laughs> did you see the, somebody tweeted 
Or did you see the the mailbag? Remember the mailbag question? Guy said he had ten followers. Can he right. be on the critics? Be a, yeah, right. Yeah. Did you contact that guy, Joe? I haven't contacted. I haven't contacted him yet, but it's in the works. All right. Uh, Raven. He's still on the list. Joy Defalco. That little son of a bitch. He's still on the list. That guy's awesome. The Burning Man man. Uh, the guy that went to the Burning Man festival and thought he was the actual Burning Man after he got all effed up on Flaca and fentanyl and bath salts that he ran into the fire and burned to death. Yeah, and Spice and Sherm. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Road yeah, Dog. Yeah. Uh, Road Dog's on the list too. Jay George. Uh, the, uh, the, we have a promo from him. We have a promo from Jay George. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, let's see. He's a member of Disco List Wrestling. This is a big angle. This angle between uh, him and um, Mitch Valentine. Yeah, I think I, Mitch Valentine. I think thinks he's going to get a chance to possibly sleep with Jay George's girlfriend, maybe. <laughs> right. I, either, I but do you like tweet. some of Mitch Valentine's things? That like, did you Mitch me? And <laughs> no. <laughs> that's awesome okay let's let's do the j george and this will probably take a while it'll be like putting a needle on a record uh do you have j george whoa oh, it's actually, actually ready <laughs> you beat me to it didn't you joe it's your boy the unpredictable j george here and after weeks of waiting to hear from mitch valentine he finally delivers this super jojo dutch brutal bob bevins promo uh that at this point it's just sophomore and tired mitch all you've managed to do is show everyone that you have the creativity that of an eighth grader but you like to play this game, don't you? You like to bring up my girlfriend, the people's tramp, week in and week out. Well, I'm going to play the game you like to play, Mitch. I'm going to I'm gonna do you one better, all right? I'm sitting down right now on Skype. I shelled out 100 bucks to talk to one of your ex-girlfriends. And you know what, Mitch? It's not just one of your ex-girlfriends. It's, it's the whole reason for you having any little bit of uh, relevancy here. I'm sitting down right now with WWE Hall of Famer Sonny. Now, Sonny, without wasting any time, uh, I just got to know, how, uh, how did you and Mitch meet? We're doing an indie show, and um, he tried to convince everybody he was a masseuse, an actual licensed massage therapist. And my feet were hurting me that day from wearing heels, so he's like, I'll rub your feet. I'm a massage therapist. I know reflexology. I'm like, okay. So I get up on this, like, it was like a massage table, and my feet are up, and he's you know, massaging my feet, which was actually good. He kind of knew what he's doing. And then he reaches down and tries to lick my toes. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? I kicked him. And then I called this guy, Jimmy, who was one of Chris's best friends into the room, who was like a big biker dude, and he was in the Marines or something like that. I don't know. And um, I told him what he did, and he like grabbed him by the shirt, dragged him out of the room, gave him a couple shots. Of course, he'll probably deny it. But yeah, he tried to lick my toes, freak. So you and Mitch Valentine, you guys never actually dated then? No. Wow. Never in a million years. I swear my father's grave. So what did we learn here today? Well, one, Mitch is a liar. Two, Mitch is a sycophant. Three, Mitch, uh, he's a clout chaser. He's going out here telling people he dated WWE Hall of Famer Sonny so he can get some uh, clout on his name. Come on, man. Now you used to stoop that low. You should be ashamed of yourself. And finally, last and foremost, you're a punk-ass bitch. Wow. Oh, I would like funny. I would like to say wait a minute I would like to say how he used a couple words from the show the the JoJo Dutch brutal Bob Evan yeah. and I like the way how he referred to him as a sycophant that <laughs> that got over with me go ahead well he got a uh, Hall of Famer Sonny 
to uh, comment on the whole controversy. I thought so. that was good too. What did you think, uh, uh, Di? Yeah, these 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 uh this angle is very heated. Um, <laughs> I, we might have to put this at the uh, at the Triple A show at the Garden. This might have <laughs> to be the Garden. Made of it. Yeah. What's your George's girlfriend's name? What's her name? The Tramp or something like that? The People's Tramp, Felicia Rose. Yeah, yeah. Jay George led to the room by the People's Tramp versus Mitch Valentine at the Garden. I think Mitch I needs to led by Sonny. Mitch needs to take it a little more seriously, though, because we have another week without a, a promo from him. You know, he really needs to double down next week and uh, and and bring the fire because he's losing. I would say. Yeah, I think so too. Because he's got the Jay George is getting the better of him in this angle for sure. Definitely. Is Mitch okay? Mitch Valentine next on the list. He's on the list. Mike Beltran's mustache, the ref from UFC. Uh, that drags along the ground? Yeah. Still on the list. Jeff Lane's room. With his toys? Right. He still plays with them, Joe. right? Yeah, of course he does. And Joe, I, him and JoJo have probably got some back channel stuff working where they're right. discussing probably somewhere like a, you know, like, like, like <laughs> these channel. online predators, like where the guys are trying to pick up like a, like an 18 year old girl, but it's really like an 11 year old girl. And she says, you know, like so they can get together Jesus. and have sex. I think I think <laughs> they get their toys together. Yeah, like <laughs> let's get like, our to toys be- together. Actually, right, right. they like each other, huh? So, so I put something up on on the Patreon where I said, "Hey, if keeping it one hundred awesome. was to was to start a Twitch channel, you know, what would you guys like to see?" And there was various suggestions. Some people said they wanted to see live uh, disco list wrestling promos, but another person said that they would like to see myself and Jeff play with our toys live on Twitch. <laughs> On the Keeping It 100 channel. That's so. tremendous. I would like to see that too. Yeah. Um, uh, bro, this is what's funny. When you look at Jeff Lane's, like the back of his room, and you look at even Kevin, even Russo kind of has a little bit like, you know, like uh, um, that background where it's yeah. kind of like. Um, Conrad has the same thing too when they yeah, do Yeah, Conrad, the, you know, kind of nerdy, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think if we looked at Eric's Twitch, his background would look like that. No, it's just, it's just like the back of his house and some stairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, Kevin Klein writes here, ah. Oh, that's still on the list. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, he's still on the list. Wait a minute. Even though the guy went through rehab, his daughter's German basketball won, uh, won the regionals in basketball. He's in the Hall of Fame, and he's a AAA champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, plus he picked he picked the Warriors in six, didn't he? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what did I pick the Warriors in? Sweep. I thought what it was, happened? Was it five? I thought sweep. it was five. No, oh, it, it was a sweep. I think I, I won that, which means I don't have to wear the dress on the cruise. No, uh, no, no that's that not related. Was never even part of the deal. Don't try to get out of it. Uh, PWG. Uh, there's some list. Ryan Sand and his girlfriend Erica Steiner. By far, some list. Think. <laughs> Ryan Satin tries to tweet comedy right on on his Twitter and it's not funny. Have you noticed okay, that? Who, who do you say is I don't I don't follow him. Who do you would you say was worse, him or Raven? Hmm. Raven. <laughs> okay. Uh the song She's a Lady. Soloist. Uh David Weiss, the flat earth guy. And then you guys keep playing that? No, right, that's and, uh, no, no, no. It's no longer being played, no. but it's still on the list, right? 
I'm we'll not see. asking you because it's being played. I'm just asking because it was a song that had heat with you, and therefore we took it off. Di, you're telling me that I forgot to put in cheers and booze and crickets last week, but I remember to play "She's a Lady" every single week. Come on, that's not realistic. Yes, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Point. It's because I, you guys, time out. All right, because you guys are a, there's there's a campaign to discredit me and make me look bad, and that's what you guys try to do, and you're in on it together. Okay. <laughs> False accusations, false use, alternative facts. Yeah. And maybe you've been on Ambient too long. (laughs) David Weiss, Flat Earth Guy. He's still on the list. Independent, New Japan, Mexican, and women's wrestling. Still on the list. A Seth Rollins knee. That's still on the list. That guy took some shots at me, so the troll army, please release the Kraken on this guy. (laughs) Um, Which guy? Seth Seth Rollins knee? knee. Yeah. WWE Creative. Oh my God, they're still on the list. X Pac. He's still on the list. Uh, Dave Meltzer. Uh, Dave Meltzer? Dave Meltzer's not on the list. The rating system. His, his rating She's a lady. What do you got going on, Di, with uh, either at Sapphires or at the at the wrestling school or any appearances coming up? At Disco Master Gigi on uh, on Instagram, um, at the Real Disco on Twitter. Uh, Future Stars of Wrestling in Vegas is now partnered with the Snake Pit, uh, and Jake the Snake Robertson, Bodie, and D'Lo Brown are going to be starting training there in um, July first. Mm. Um, also. You can catch me uh, on the Vince Russo's The Brand, uh, the Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco Show on Fridays on the Realm Network. You can also catch me at Sapphire Gentlemen's Club, the world's largest gentlemen's club. If you're in Vegas and you want to come to the world's largest gentlemen's club, dial 702-303-3430. We'll send a free limit to pick you up, get you in for free, get you free drinks. Um, all right. So, everybody, you guys can check me out on Twitter or Facebook at Conan, K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. Uh, Pop TV on Thursdays. Uh, we'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, June 17th. Daryl Lucha, Rey Mysterio, Willie Mack, Jack Evans, uh, Mascarita Dorada, Sammy Guevara. Uh, it's going to be lit over there. Um, that's basically it. I just want to thank everybody that's been joining um, our Patreon site and that's been spreading the word. Thanks to you guys. Uh, we're doing our best numbers ever. So uh, if you're enjoying the content, you know, keep checking us out every month. We're going to continue to add stuff, as you know, from behind the scenes, Impact, Daryl Lucha, Mexico, uh, Disco is going to be adding some stuff on there. I want to thank everybody who's been spreading the word. Our numbers have been going up. Thankfully, we finally got an ad, like Chris Jericho said, and we got another ad la- next week. Uh, support our sponsors because they, they support our show. And I want to thank everybody for joining us on Keeping It 100. Boom. Please support Keeping It 100 with Conan on Patreon, patreon.com slash Conan, or conan.me for extra audio content, as well as exclusive video from Aero Lucha and Impact Wrestling, Disco Inferno training sessions, listener roundtables, plus so much more. Don't forget to subscribe to Keeping It 100 with Conan on your podcast provider, so you can get each episode as it drops every Thursday. Leave us a rating and a review. 
And check out ProWrestlingTees.com for t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco, Master Public, Hooventude, and that's right, even me. K100 Questions at Gmail is the email address to send any questions, comments, or even songs for the Juicy Seal of Approval. And finally, go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com for all the information on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager, featuring Ring of Honor Pro Wrestling, Comedy, and Rock Music from Miami to Nassau, which takes place October 27th to 31st, 2018. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, after five rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for a decision. The judges score the contest 49-46, 48-47, and 48-47 for the winner by unanimous decision. And now, the new interim UFC walkerweight champion, Colby Chaos I am here with the winner and new interim welterweight champion, Colby Covington. How does that sound? First off, Joe Rogan, all I want to say is this is a real championship belt. I'm going to do what a real American should do. I'm bringing this belt to the White House and I'm putting it on Donald Trump's desk. And secondly, Joe, Tyrone Woodley, you're a freaking coward. Why'd you let this little filthy animal take this ass whooping tonight? This is supposed to be you. You can't run. You can't hide no more, Tyrone Woodley. I'm coming for you. Let me say this is the real championship belt, Tyrone Woodley. If you got something to say, come see me. This was a very impressive performance tonight, Colby. You fought a world champion, a real world-class fighter, and proved that you're not just talking in there. You're shutting down games and imposing yours. No one can stop my will, Joe. No one can go 25 minutes with here. Tyrone Woodley knows that last time we trained, trained, I melted him. He was done after two rounds. The same thing will happen when he comes, when I unify my belt. Well, that will, be, that will be next. Congratulations. Congratulations and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the new interim welterweight champion, Colby Covington. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites. Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus